Welcome to the MLB Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by thelines.com. Coming to you from out here on the West Coast, still riding solo one more week. Josh Lander going to be looking at a Tuesday slate here in the MLB for you guys. Had an okay night there on Monday night. Uh, one and two, minus half a unit. Never like to lose money or go under 500 in your bets. Um, but we are still up 18 and 17 on the season. Up 1.54 units. We got the Baltimore Orioles right. Um, they were they were underdogs there, so we got them at plus 120. That was the only one we got right because Milwaukee lost to Washington. Uh, Atlanta lost to the uh, Angels. We needed them to actually combine for 10 runs, and the Angels won that game 4-1, to one, so that was not even close to the over. Bad bet there, but we will look to uh, right the ship here today on Tuesday and get you back to a few more units above two if we can over the last three weeks here on the MLB Coast to Coast pod. Definitely make sure to like and subscribe to that page. Continue to follow along. Check back in each and every weekday this season. We're bringing you these videos during the MLB regular season. Also want you to head to thelines.com. Check out the content we have up on the site for you right now. And use that odds finder tool as always. A nice little chart there right in front of you with all the available odds for each bet you might want to make from all these different books that are giving us bets this season. Let's jump right into bet number one for the day. And we're going to go back to fading the Yankees. Carlos Rodon has taken on the hill for them and they're taking on the Tampa Bay Rays who they just lost to five to one and it's that one that one run that they put up that I'm going back to which is just their inability to score at this point it's it's been said um, and it's been drilled into the ground at this point that with out Aaron Judge at the peak of his powers anyway, because he's he's back and still getting back into rhythm after missing a bunch of time on the IL. So, you know, without him in the lineup playing his best, essentially, I just, I don't trust this offense. And, and Zach Eflin, despite the fact that, and he'll be on the mound for the Rays, and despite the fact that he's, had a few bad outings over the course of the last like three or four weeks. He's also had plenty of good ones and he's taking on a Yankees team that is for sure a bottom 10 uh, lineup against right-handed pitching this season. Uh, They own They have a, a 92 WRC plus there really bad. Want that obviously much closer to like 115 or 20. If you can get it, 303 Woba and a 399 slugging. Like they're just, they're not hitting out the ball out of the park for a lineup that was constructed around power. And uh, Zach Eflin is, is looked really, really good when he's faced this team and pretty much anybody um, that's not as good, quite as good against righties with a bunch of righties in the lineup. And, and his 338 Sierra, his 25.5% K percentage, and his 1.02 whip bringing into this game are what I'm looking at. The velo hasn't really been down for him despite a couple bad starts. So I'm not really worried about Eflin. Uh, he's going to continue to be fine. And, and Carlos Rodon has not been fine since he came back from the IL. I've been kind of fading him, going under on his Ks last time out, and now we're, we're taking uh, basically fading him because we believe in Tampa Bay to win this game outright at minus 106 for .4 units. So feeling good about having the Rays back uh, against the, uh, the Yankees once more, especially as they're slight underdogs in this game. So uh, next game up, Houston at Cleveland. And Houston gave us a scare yesterday as we went over nine runs. At least I, I ended up going over nine runs on them uh, and fading Syndergaard, as everybody did. And actually, Syndergaard wasn't bad until he got donked uh, and had to come out of the game because he got hit by a pitch But uh, on the way back. But uh, a minus 175 for Houston's money line here at DraftKings, 0.4 units. We're talking about Framber Valdez on the, for the Strohs against Gavin Williams there for Cleveland. And, and Framber Valdez had bad outing last time against uh, the Texas Rangers, but other than that, has been absolutely incredible. Uh, 345 Sierra at 26% K rate. And that whip at about 1.14, would love to see it a 
notch lower, but it's still fine. Um, and the Guardians, not a good team when it comes to, to facing lefties. Definitely like a bottom, you might call them a bottom three offense versus left-handed pitching. They're really, really bad. 87 WRC+, plus, a 297 WOBA, and a 378 slugging percentage. Just really, really bad against lefties. I mean, the, the split for them is very stark and very clear that they're much better against right-handed pitching. So Framber Valdez is going to have a nice edge in this matchup over Gavin Williams, who has been all right at times. I mean, he's got about 20% K rate. The 1.3 whip, not really impressive. And that 5.09 Sierra is really what sort of troubles you with him. Um, really had some some trouble against lineups such as this one that crush right-handed pitching the way that they do. Um, and, and basically, I mean, if you look at the, uh, the, the, the lefties on the Strohs right now, namely Kyle Tucker, uh, they are just absolutely mashing uh, right-handed pitching so well that I, I don't really give Gavin Williams much of a shot in this one. And then we're back in Toronto, and we're back to, to to backing the Baltimore Orioles whenever they're an underdog. I mean, and they're an away dog. Uh, they are 33-20 and 20, uh, straight up uh, on the road this season. And I, I believe in them once more, taking on Hunjun Ryu, who hasn't pitched since June 1st of last year. Uh, that's about 13, 14 months that we're going now without him pitching in Major League action at all. So the fact that the the Orioles are once again underdogs against this Blue Jays team. I'm going to take them on the first five and really I'm going to back my guy Bradish who let me down last time. I know it, uh, but I'm going right back to him uh, to, to basically handle this Toronto team in the first five, even money for Baltimore on the money line there to, to win the first five innings point three units on that. I think part of this is like Baltimore is so much better on offense against righties or uh, uh, yeah, against righties and much worse against lefties as they can just, throw a, a barrage of lefties out there at you, just a platoon of them. Um, but they're still a top 10 power offense when it comes to taking on left-handed pitching. They have the seventh highest slugging percentage, the 12th best uh, weighted runs created plus. So you know they can get the ball out of the yard. You know they can get guys around the base with big hits. Uh, it's just that they're striking out too much. They're not walking quite as much against lefties. And their average is obviously down as a result. But I'm fading Ryu just as much as I'm backing this team to be fine against a lefty and feeling good about Bradish, who he might give up a few runs here and there. I'm not sure if we'll see as quite as low of a scoring game as we did yesterday in the, when these two teams played each other and went, I believe, 4-2 to two in that one. But still love Baltimore to take this game through the first five innings and be winning at the end of it, so at the end of five. So uh, last pitch here, we are talking about Brian Bello. And Mr. Bello has been an, an outs machine. I'm going for his outs prop here over 17 and a half. And that's minus 130 on DraftKings, uh, 0.4 units on that one. Look, Bellow's done this very, very consistently in terms of going six innings here. He's gone six innings or more in eight of his past nine starts. The only time he didn't do that was a very confusing start against Oakland that I don't really have much of an explanation for you, except for that Oakland randomly is very good on offense and can string like seven hits in a row together. And that's how he got crushed in that last game uh, and was not able to go very deep into it. Uh, that was like three weeks ago now against the A's. Uh, but like I said, other than that one bad outing, he's just been staying in the game for them um, and been a really nice innings eater. Like I said, going at least six and eight of his past nine. So uh, this Mariners offense, man, is just brutal. It's, it's, it's really, really bad. Um, it's it's something that I thought they would address more, you know, despite having a pretty nice lineup that 
hasn't worked out fully. Partly Luis Severino has been a big issue there. They had a nice three-headed monster, and Logan Gilbert's also been underachieving. But more importantly for the hitting, that's the more of the main reason that I would say that this Mariners team uh, is not going to make the playoffs most likely this season. Although they're only a game out uh, behind the, the Angels who are making a surge. So it's like they're still in it, but they're they're unloading at this point. Seawald, their closer, is already in Arizona. So I'm going to continue to fade them. Don't worry about the six runs they scored last night. That was after the eighth inning when Nick Pavetta really started to get hit a little bit and then the, the bullpen came in and wasn't able to handle it. But we don't need the bullpen to, to worry about them tonight. We just need Brian Bellow to get into the sixth inning um, or really pitch through the sixth inning, get, get us those 18 outs, and we'll be good. So that is all the time I have for you in this one. Make sure to like and subscribe to that page. Continue to follow along. Coming back to you each and every weekday this regular season. So until I see you next, happy betting. Stop, 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 stop